Hello, friends, and welcome to a very special In the Know investigation. That's right. We have a mystery on our hands today, perhaps the biggest puzzle we've ever encountered in workplace learning and development. I'm talking, of course, about measurement. After all, what's the point of delivering training if you can't measure the impact it's having on your people in the business? And you're correct. I'm not JD. I'm Josh Felix, the Senior Customer Solutions Manager here at Exonify. I'll be your guide for the next 25 minutes as we work together to solve the case of the unknown learning impact. The case is anything but elementary. Fortunately, I don't have to work alone. If you want to solve learning mystery, there's only one man to call, the L&D detective. Kevin M. Yates is here to help us answer the question, what is the impact of learning? But before we crack the case wide open, I have a very exciting announcement. It's so exciting that I think we need to bring it back to color for a moment. Thanks. So, JD wrote a book. You may have heard it come up in the past few episodes, but this is the official announcement. That's right. I get to give the official announcement that his book, The Modern Learning Ecosystem, is now available for pre-order. JD wrote the book over the past two years at a time where we had to really reflect on the perspective around the work that he was doing and its relevance in a rapidly changing world. There are already lots of great L&D books out there. So we wanted to contribute to the professional community in a unique way. So he wrote what I believe is the funniest, most personal book in the profession. The book is a call to action for the L&D profession to evolve so we can build disruption-ready organizations and provide the support people need to succeed in an always changing workplace. JD provides step-by-step instructions for architecting a modern learning ecosystem that is built for the speed and the scale of today's organizations. It calls, covers all kinds of essential L&D topics, including organizational mindset, shared knowledge, performance support, reinforcement, coaching, technology, and influence. The modern learning ecosystem is packed with examples and stories from the past 20 years of his career, including lots of insights from Disney. The book officially drops on November 29th, but you can pre-order your copy today or a dozen copies online from retailers like Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, Brown's Books, and ATD. And have no fear, JD created a website all about the book. Visit jdwroteabook.com. Yes, no lie. The book is at jdwroteabook.com. And be sure to mark your calendars for the November 30th episode of In the Know because it will be the official book launch party. Okay, enough about the book because you're going to hear about it, trust me, over a lot of episodes to come for the next few months. So I'm sorry in advance. But let's get back to our investigation. Measurement is the biggest challenge facing L&D today. Bigger than the hybrid workplace. Bigger than skills. Bigger than the metaverse. That's because we need solid data practices if we hope to move the learning function forward and deliver clear value for our stakeholders. And that's why I'm excited to welcome my partner for today's case, Kevin M. Yates. Known in the global learning and development community as the L&D detective, Kevin M. Yates solves measurement mysteries and investigates how training and learning influences human performance and business outcomes. Kevin's 20-plus years of experience includes local and global roles for facilitation, instructional design, learning solutions design, learning technology, curriculum development, program management, leadership development, learning operations, impact measurement, and learning analytics. 
Kevin's experience is multi-industry, including education, financial services, insurance, news media, marketing, professional services, food services, and social media. Kevin M. Yates, you're in the know. Hey, Josh. Who was that guy that you just introduced with all of that experience? <laughs> this guy, Kevin M. Yates. I think you're sitting on the screen with me. So excited that you're here with me. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Josh. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Very excited. Thank you for inviting me to join today. So, Detective Yates, before you and I, Benson and Stab were this case, could you tell us about the project you consider to be your greatest work through your nonprofit deals in the meantime? Oh, wow. Thank you for, uh, for bringing that up. Yes, because in addition to being uh, an L&D detective, I am also a nonprofit uh, founder and leader. Um, the nonprofit that I founded uh, last year, actually, is Meals in the Meantime. Um, we are focused on providing food with nourishment and dignity. Uh, and we do that through mobile pop-up pantries throughout the Chicagoland South Suburbs. So we're doing some really good work. Um, it feels really good to be supporting and helping people who are experiencing food insecurity and food scarcity. And so I invite everyone to go out to our website, mealsinthemeantime.org. Take a look at the work that we're doing and feel free to leave a donation to support us in the good work that we're doing to help people who need food. Thanks for asking, Josh. I mean, that's such an amazing initiative. Congratulations on putting together such a meaningful project. As a former Chicagoan, I know the city certainly can use it. And Absolutely. as a small thank you for joining us on the show today, we're making a donation to Meals in the Meantime and wow. sharing information in the chat for everyone else who would really like to support this effort. Thank you. Thank you very much. On behalf of people who need help with food, what a pleasant surprise. I wasn't expecting that. That's awesome. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Pleasure for sure. Definitely. So now, Detective Yates, everyone knows that the first step in any good investigation is truly to uncover the problem. So what's wrong with learning measurement today? Well, first thing I got to tell you is I love the sound effects and I love the theme. It's amazing the way that you've captured the whole, you know, mystery investigation thing. Um, you know, I think that the number one challenge that training and learning organizations are experiencing globally around the world is not proactively planning for how to measure the results for training, learning, and talent development, uh, learning, uh, or rather solutions uh, and, and programs and such. So what usually happens, Josh, is there is a training program that is designed or some type of learning solution that is launched, created, um, it is consumed and utilized. And then the question is, what is the impact, right? Well, the best way to go about that is proactively planning for impact intention. So that way, rather than trying to figure out what the impact was, you're already thinking about the expected impact proactively before anything is designed, before anything is consumed, before anything is utilized. It's that cliche, right? Particularly as we talk about in the training, learning, and talent development industry, design with the end in mind, right? We don't always do a great job at that. And so I believe, to answer your question, Josh, in terms of solving measurement mysteries, uh, in, in terms of measuring impact, in terms of measuring results, the biggest challenge is not being proactive about desired outcomes that are measurable so that after something is designed and utilized and consumed, you aren't trying to figure out what the impact is. At that point, if you've proactively planned for it, then the essence of what you're determining or measuring is the extent to which purpose was fulfilled. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely. And, you know, proactive, <clears throat> my favorite word for all my friends in the learning space, you guys know I'm all about proactive instead of reactive. So yeah. proactive, really talking to my heart there. So next, we need a goal for our investigation. <clears throat> what should an organization be trying to accomplish when it comes to fixing learning measurement? Is the goal to measure the impact of learning? Well, you know, I'm 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 using some different type uh, different types of terminology, and you heard me reference it a little bit there, right? So, I believe that we should be focusing on measuring fulfillment of purpose, because what that means then is when you are designing and creating your training and learning solutions, and you are determining the purpose for which those training and learning solutions are designed and built. You're then measuring the extent to which purpose was fulfilled, right? So on so many levels, Josh, I believe that in our industry, the word impact has become a cliche. Um, I believe it's becoming a buzzword. And, and quite honestly, I believe it's getting to a point where it's just a little bit overused, um, almost passe. So if we contextualize it differently to say the essence of what we're trying to measure is the extent to which purpose is fulfilled, it gives us a bit more intention. Uh, it, it allows us to be a bit more strategic and a bit more focused on exactly what it is we're trying to do. Um, I don't believe it's just semantics. I believe that it matters in terms of the language that we use and how it shapes our mindset and informs our actions. And so I think I even wrote an article about it called uh, Don't Measure Impact, Measure Fulfillment of Purpose Instead. Actually, I did write that article. You did. You did. Yes. <laughs> oh, I did. Thanks for letting me know. I, I read it. I referenced it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that, you know, it's not just semantics, right? Because the thing is, here's the reality. Here's the reality, Josh. And, and we might get a little bit of uproar when I say this. The reality, Josh, is that there are some training and learning and talent development solutions for which we will not be able to measure impact. <gasps> Kevin, did you just say? Yes, I did. I said what I said. Absolutely. So I think that if we're just a bit more focused on measuring fulfillment of purpose, we're going to be more successful because different training and learning solutions fulfill different purposes. Right. So, you know, I think that that's that's a mindset shift. Um, and again, I don't believe it's just semantics. I believe that thinking about it that way um, is purposeful and intentional. It manages our expectations as training, learning and talent development professionals and those whom we serve as well. Does that make sense, Josh? It does. It does. You know, and I think within any investigation, we have to really move to that next stage. So now we have to really uncover the clues. So how can you tell if learning man if the learning management strategy is broken? Right. And how do you find the time, capacity and resources to fix that strategy? Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that it's always broken. Um, and, and I just want to acknowledge, you know, in that sense, I want to acknowledge that there are training and learning teams across the globe that are doing amazing work, uh, that are doing awesome work. Right. I think that and, and I'll just be very selective in, in my in my words here, Josh, I think that rather than say, um, there are things that are broken in our learning strategies. I see that where there is tremendous opportunity to do something different um, and at the risk of sounding like a broken record. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it because, again, this is this is the sweet spot. And this is where you have the greatest opportunity to be successful with measuring fulfillment of purpose. You really have to be intentional about what it is you're measuring. So here's what I mean. Um, when you create your training and learning solution, you have to ask yourself, is the expectation that we are going to somehow influence people's behavior or are we going to influence people's performance, people's actions? Right. That needs to be strategically thought out 
proactively, right? And and the other side of that is you then have to be thinking about how an influence, how training and learning's influence on uh, behavior, performance, and actions then ultimately enables or empowers people and teams to influence a business outcome. So just to kind of take it back to your question about learning strategies, right? I think that when we develop and when we create our learning strategies, those are the types of things that we have to be thinking about upfront, proactively. And, and so in that strategy, when we're thinking about how training and learning is going to move the needle, we have to be thinking about what the targets are, right? And the targets, again, are behavior, actions, performance, and then ultimately how those actions, behavior, and performance is influencing and empower people in a way that they can ultimately help the business achieve the goal. I believe it's always a performance first mentality, right? Because on so many levels, Josh, I believe that we are performance consultants first and training and learning and talent development professionals second. Um, so in terms of strategy, you know, my guidance and direction and my mindset is always that be thinking about uh, the work that we do and the value that we add as really supporting performance outcomes, because at the end of the day, it is all about performance. So for me, a performance based strategy for training, learning and talent development is always going to be a winning strategy. Love it. Love it. Love it. So if we take all of that and that's considered our evidence now, right? And how can we analyze that evidence? So when you think about that, what tools do we need if we're going to validate the impact of learning on people's work performance? along with overall business results. What kind of yep. data do we need to solve this case? And where can technology truly play a role? Great question. Uh, and so I think that in terms of the tools that we use, you know, that's gonna vary from organization to organization. You know, if we're thinking about some common denominators in terms of tools that we use, I'm thinking about those tools that allow us to extract data and to visualize data, for example. So. You know, if we want to get a full, well-rounded picture of connecting dots between people's performance and business outcomes, one of the things that we need is a data warehouse, right? And there are different solutions out there for data warehouses. I don't want to uh, use any names because I don't want to make any indirect. Uh, what's that word? Uh, what what is that word when you 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 you're you, promoting? You, you're promoting. Promoting. That's the word. Yeah. Right. 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 But the idea here again. Um, you know, you're going to need some data warehousing tools. Again, data warehousing tools is is most appropriate when you're trying to connect dots between training and learning and then the different types of data that's collected in a business that can show the extent to which training and learning measurably impacted, you know, any one of those business metrics or business measures. Um, and then when it comes to um, tools that help visualize data, I can use some names here because there aren't a lot out there. So, you know, there are things like, um, you know, Tableau, um, good old traditional Excel, and then um, the Microsoft tool. What is it? Business, uh, Power, business BI. Power BI. Power BI. Power yep. BI. Right. So those are some tools that are obviously very helpful um, when it comes to the uh, the data piece and the data visualization piece. Um, I also think that it's important for us to be very well connected to our HR partners um, and to um, business owners of business data, right? So when I'm talking, when I talk about business data, Josh, I'm talking about things that give insight into business performance. So that might be, you know, customer satisfaction scores. It might be sales. It might be, uh, if you're in a manufacturing environment, it might be production data. Because again, what you're really trying to do is connect the dots between people's performance 
and business outcomes. So when you have access to, to people performance data and you connect the dots between um, business data, then you're then able to, to tell that story. And, and that's what you need to conduct the investig investigation, right? To bring it back to the theme here today, right? So those are the clues, right? Those are, or rather that is the evidence um, that is what you're chasing after to, again, try to make that connection between how do we see people be behaving and performing as a result of what they've learned and as a result of what they've learned, how can we connect the dots between what we see in performance data and how we are seeing any influence on uh, on business data as well? I hope that made sense. But that's it how does. I conduct an investigation. Yeah. So I'm going to dig just a little bit deeper. I know you yeah. started to mention some parties, but, you know, with every good investigation, it normally ends with a who done it. Right. In this yeah. case, it's more who will do it. You yeah. know, so who truly has to be involved from L&D and other teams to fix our measurement strategy? I know you mentioned the HR partners, right? You mentioned the business. Do we go deeper than that? You know, where else do you dig for the who will do it? Yeah, so I think that you've covered off on the primary um, owners or culprits, if you will, since we're keeping this in a in a you know uh, an investigation thing. So the primary culprits, air quote, is definitely the training, learning, or talent development team, um, and also our business partners and our stakeholders. And so by business partners and our stakeholders, I mean those people who are embedded in the business who have access to the data that we need, because the reality. Josh, is that when we're trying to solve a measurement mystery, um, the answer to that mystery is not going to be is not going to be revealed through L&D data. Right. It's not going to be revealed through how many people we train. It's not going to be revealed by how many hours of training and learning do people complete over a period of time. Um, it's not going to be um, revealed by the different types of modalities. So we got a lot of good data on that. But the rubber hits the road when we're conducting an impact investigation, when we can partner um, and, and get the information that we need from people um, and teams who own those data points that I talked about earlier, right? So you, again, you know, it's performance data, it's sales data, it's uh, cycle time data, it's production data. You know, those are, those are the key players. Those are the ones who we are uh, partnering with as we conduct our investigation. I think that those are the, the primary key players. Did that answer your question? It does, it does. So, you know, in any case, just when you think the case is solved, <clears throat> there's always a twist ending. So what's the biggest surprise people are going to discover when they set out to solve their own measurement mysteries? This is a good one, Josh, and it's, it's going to be controversial. My answer is going to be controversial, um, but I'm going to be transparent and share it with you. Um, I think the one of the things that may really throw people off after they've conducted their investigation is... The answer is there is no answer. What? Hmm. Yeah, it, it's true. I mean, I'm having a little fun with this, Josh, but the reality yeah. is, and it's it's a difficult reality. Um, and to be quite honest with you, it is a reality that I have just recently accepted, right? The reality is that there are times where we are going to conduct an impact investigation and we won't be able to find the answer, right? And it might be just because we're trying to answer the wrong question. And that is why I believe it's important to be clear about defining purpose up front so that we can measure fulfillment of purpose. See, it's, it's a little easier to know what purpose is 
and then conduct an impact investigation to determine the extent to which purpose was fulfilled, you know, versus again, just being blindsided by not knowing what that is. And then in essence, you're searching for something, you're searching for an answer. Um, and there is no answer because you don't know what you're looking for. Um, and it's not a situation where when you find an answer, any answer will do that. That won't work when you're trying to measure the influence and the contribution of training and learning, particularly as it relates to how training and learning has measurably influenced people's behavior and contributed to a business outcome. So that's a, that's a difficult truth. Uh, but again, there are ways to set yourself up so that you, you can find an answer. Uh, most often, when you are conducting an impact investigation and you can't figure out who done it, <laughs> it's because you didn't proactively plan to determine when you conduct your impact investigation, who did done it, if that makes sense. <laughs> I think so. And I'll, I'll tell you, as a true detective, you, you held your hand up just like you had the magnifying glass in your hand, like you're really looking for that mystery. So I love it. So Detective Yates, I think we may be able to solve this case after all, truly. So I appreciate your help. How can people contact you if they need your help conducting their own measurement investigation? You can certainly go to my website. Uh, my website is Kevin M. Yates. That's Emma's and Michael, KevinMYates.com. And then I certainly invite and encourage people to join me on social media, right? So I am on LinkedIn. I am on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Uh, and and uh, what else? Instagram. I'm also on Instagram. So if you want to see and, and, and hear about the different types of impact investigation uh, work I'm, I'm involved in and the different types of measurement mysteries I'm solving, uh, feel free to join me on any one of those media channels. And again, feel free to join me on my website at kevinmyates.com, where you'll also find a lot of impact investigation uh, resources and tools to, to help you. And one more thing, <laughs> on my website, there is actually, Josh, the L&D Detective Kit for Solving Impact Mysteries, which is absolutely free. You can download it for free on my website. So look at that. That was so a shameless plug. I love it. Everybody's getting something today for joining us. So thanks yeah. again to the L&D Detective, Kevin M. Yates, for helping us get a little closer to solving the mystery of the learning impact. If you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to give us a like on LinkedIn. You can watch the entire In The Know collection on the Exonify YouTube channel and listen to the In The Know podcast on your favorite podcast app. Be sure to tune in to the next episode of In The Know two weeks from today on Wednesday, October 12th at 1130 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, JD is going to be speaking at the virtual ATD Africa Learning and Development Conference that week as well. Guess what his session is going to be about? Measurement. So join him on Thursday, October 13th, as he will shatter everything we know about learning measurement. Until then, I've been Josh. Now you're in the know. And always remember to ask yourself the important questions like, why aren't mustaches called mouth brows? I'll see you next time.